0: Hi, I'm the iconic antibacterial pop diva, Stephanie german And the
1: urgent calls for social isolation just prove something I've known for years. That big and little Edie Bouvier weren't crazy, they were just ahead of their time. I'm Hercule of the Sea Bitch. And this is
0: Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hello, Condi Nasty, it's good to see you. It's lovely to see you, too. It's wonderful to hear a friendly, bitter voice in this dark, dark timeline we're living in.
1: I know. I, lo- I love that completely independently. We both purchased matching bunkers.
0: <sighs> it really, it, it was so easy to assemble. Um, so I'm very excited for a little bit of escapism in this moment, talking about this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12, uh, Episode 3. And uh, this week we have a special guest that we are very excited to welcome back to the Reading Drag Race family. She's that bitch who stole your look and your hook, the legendary queen of shade herself. It's that girl down the street.
2: Hey! Hey, bitch. I am
0: wonderful. I am as excited as a dozen Jans to have you here today. (laughs) What? A dozen Jans. I love it. A dozen Jans.
2: That's very excitable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's almost insufferable. Um, So. That girl, we're thrilled to have you here. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on season 12 thus far. Oh, okay. Well, just we're obviously going to get in the episode, but what are you thinking thus far?
2: I mean, it's it's been fun so far. I don't have real general thoughts on it yet because, who knows, this is the first real episode where you get to see all the girls up in a line. But it definitely seems to be a high-quality season with A lot of talented girls.
0: I agree. I am living for it. I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. Ursula, do you want to just get straight into the episode?
1: Yeah, sure. Let's dive in. Uh, The episode starts with all of the queens meeting. It's it's a queens moot, and it is very anticlimactic.
2: (laughs) Oh, I did want to ask you this. So, when they had the math moment, who'd you think of first? Did you think that was, like... Personally, did you think that it was a Nita West call-out or a RuPaul call-out? I think it's a canon call-out. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I I guess I was alone because I was definitely like, Ah, Nina West! But, like, I don't know. That's what I thought anyway. I guess I'm just a Nita West girl.
0: So, the shade indoors i think we all remember season six when there was the the two-part premiere then there was also like a weird rift with the girls um and this seemed to echo that a little bit the only thing that seemed to create a bridge between the two groups was how many queens there are from new york and their affinities for one another which i find you know slightly insufferable Um, as a native Chicagoan on a season where there are no drag queens from Chicago, and also drag was virtually dead in New York before the show started.
1: She's not bitter at all.
0: No, Um. she's just critical.
2: (laughs) There's a difference between critical and bitter. Did they really go down, like, first episode group lines this time, too? Not in
0: dividing teams, no, but I felt like the shade they were throwing at each other, the only thing that bridged that shade was the, like affinity that the New York Queens had for one another, which I thought was interesting.
1: Fair enough.
0: Yeah. So then we have our top-to-bottoms mini-challenge, and the girls line each other up. That girl, what did you think of the premise of the ask, and what did you think of the order that the girls lined people up in?
2: Well, I'm a mitzvah bitch who lives for drama, so I'm here for the fact that they, like, lined them up in that way, but... I'm also not a stupid bitch, so what I would do is I would purposefully, like, line them up in an arbitrary order, as opposed to actually being like, "Ooh, I actually think you're the worst, you're going to the bottom, because I know they're gonna flip it in some way. Like, that's just the nature of the show. So, I would've, like, put someone other than who I thought was the weakest at the bottom, personally, if that were me. I don't know, but I'd also never be on reality TV because I would never play by the rules.
0: You would not play by the rules. That is very true.
1: <laughs> you are the second coming of Willem. We all agree. Um, <laughs> I enjoy. I enjoyed it. I thought. I, I thought that both uh, Jada and Widow approached it with the right amount of sass. Like I don't think anyone could credibly say they meant to be shady per se. So any queen getting their panties in a bunch over it would look silly. Like, like, was it, was it Widow who kind of like played around for a second of like, you over here, you over here. Like, it was, it was funny. I will say I largely agreed with, with, with the uh, orderings based on having seen the episodes. Um, I might have put Jackie a little higher, but that's a pretty close call. But otherwise, eh, wasn't, wasn't wrong. I
0: would have put Dahlia at the bottom. That was my (laughs) first thought is that I would have put Dahlia at the bottom. But I otherwise agreed. I don't like this prompt. I, I love that. I mean, I know that the mini-challenges are supposed to, like, hint at Shay, but this is explicitly, like, I don't know. It's too... tell us who you think is trash. And I, I want the show to flirt with maybe the queens implicitly communicating that. There's something that's too obvious and direct about this that it loses the fun for me. The funnest part of this was getting to see Bruno and Jason Carter be the pit crew this season because both of those men are sexy as fuck and have smiles that say, I am an exhibitionist and I'm loving this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't feel bad ogling them. It feels like, like a mutually consented to ogling. So yeah. On board for that.
0: Jason Carter has compared himself to Blanche Dubois a number of times. So
1: <laughs> I think the fact that it was done after literally six seconds of time together is what punctures any kind of deeper problem with this if they ask them to do this in 3 weeks yeah it'd be real fucking shady i think now it's kind of like there's literally you have literally zero data on which to make these kinds of You're uh, right. assessments so we're asking you to make a defective assessment to make fun of making these kinds of assessments and then they flipped the script like you know they were going to by, like normally they just inverted. They would have made Heidi and uh, Aiden captains and that's it. But they decided to make it like that quad thing for the challenge. But it, it was like, it's a silly thing to do. And I think what made it enjoyable to watch aside from the men in their underwear was that Widow and Jada both approached it with a certain level of levity that it required. No, no one in that room seriously took it seriously.
0: Nor should they.
2: Yeah, I would say that. And if they did, that they're just nuts.
0: Yep. I agree. So then we get the twist that they're divvying up teams this way, um, which I do think that's very fun. Um, and I thought, by and large, the girls were making what seemed like pretty wise choices regarding choosing their teams. I thought it was smart for uh, Aiden Zane to pick um, Britta and... Um, sherry pie i thought it was smart for um jackie Gigi, good and uh heidi to work together because they knew how to work together already those were two teams that i thought would do well
1: i'm glad they didn't linger over long like give letting rockham pick which team to go on rather than it feeling like some consolation prize like i get it we were all emotionally scarred getting picked last for sports i understand it's a common trauma and it's there, and these kinds of things tend to step on that somewhat exposed nerve. But even I'm a little, it's like, oh, they didn't pick me. Like, who fucking cares? Literally, who cares here? It's could not be more arbitrary. So I kind of like the way they soft landed. Rockham gets to pick which team she thinks is the best now, rather than wallow in no one picked me first.
2: The thing that I was shocked by is the fact that she picked the person that just didn't pick. Like, had just not picked her. So I thought that was like, really? You're going to go with them? <laughs> I was shocked by who she picked. Wait,
1: have you not have you not met gay men? We're going to go after the person who doesn't show us respect. Oh, come,
0: come that <laughs> is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. You rejected me, so I'm going to chase you. Uh, classic. Um, a, a decade of gay dating had proved that to me. I think they think Rockham is weak because she cries and i feel like it's a really immature and one dimensional view that the person who is paying attention to their life so much that they're tearing up and emotionally present is weak and incapable of doing this um i'm not sure that that's the right call on her um because i think she did a good job last week uh so so we'll see Yeah, so let's get into the main challenge. All right, so um, I liked the working during the rehearsal bit. It was pretty short. Um, I loved that Jackie gave a whole Improv 101 to everybody, especially Heidi. It was a very smart move, and I hope we were all listening to Jackie's great advice. Anyone out there who's a comedy queen, an actor, a model who's done an interview, a podcaster... Anybody like that? Yes. And thank you, Jackie Cox, for teaching the world. Um, I thought that was fun. And then. I
1: like that they paid the money for the clip of Rhythm of the Night. I'm like, you played that twice. And not like the auto tuned RuPaul cover of it, but the actual song. That cost money. They have
0: money and it shows. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. That was a lot of fun. I thought the tension between Jada and Rockham was. Uh, you know, valid, but didn't really build up to too much.
2: Oh my gosh, I lived for Jada Essence Hall during that moment where she's, I'm not playing the damn orange. Like
0: <laughs> she was very sassy. What are you thinking of? What are your impressions of Jada thus far? That girl.
2: I I I like her. I think she's ultimately not likable, which is one of the reasons that I like her. It's a very you thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm like, I live for the fact that, like, she's unlikable. (laughs) But that's very true. I mean, I also liked Raja D. O'Hara. So, I mean, if the shoe fits, wear it. Like, (laughs) she's just so not, like, she's so wrapped up in her own shit. I love it. (laughs)
1: Okay. It does it does kind of highlight a defect with these acting challenges where, you know, we t- we talk about how if you get the smallest part you're supposed to shine, there was nothing in that orange part, at least that they showed on screen, and maybe it's because Rockham did nothing with it, but there, like, it is a slightly legit criticism to say, like, there is literally no meat on this bone where, like, you know, Carol Burnett channeling the ghost of Lucille Ball could not squeeze humor out of this moment. Uh, so... Sometimes, like, and again, I get it. There's a difference between a small part and a non-part. And the Orange, to Rockham's credit, did feel closer to a non-part than a small one.
0: I'm going to counter that by saying that I think Rockham's style of overacting acting means that if you get a part like that, you can just kind of be weirdly energetic at the top. And then when the bad apple comes in, if I were her, I would have just been like, well, you're going to be angry and we're combative with you. So I'm planning on improving to be angry. I understand that the bad apple, the part of the like, you know, the sassy dispatched dream girl character is real, but I feel like if I were Rock'em, I would have been like, well, I'm going to be a little kooky in my energy up top and I'm going to be a little kooky angry back pushing against this red, this big apple and make some weird faces. Like you are right, but I do think that's a part where you can like make it work. Not all parts are.
2: The, the end result was that the the orange probably had a bigger part than... Probably the second largest part was the orange, honestly. Do you remember the grape at all? Do you remember the broccoli at all? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember the broccoli for being so <laughs> bad. Bro. For doing literally nothing. Uh, uh, but man, she looks sexy as that broccoli, though.
0: I'll give her that. The little belt she added really added a feminine silhouette to it. I appreciated it.
1: (laughs) Well, it's like she didn't actually know what to do with it. It's like if you... Like, I get broccoli isn't inherently sexy, so it's against her type. But that means you either have to be not sexy and run with it or figure out how to make broccoli sexy. If that entire judging panel was like, well, shit, that was one fucking sexy piece of broccoli, you would have won the challenge. It was like... You took away her one trick, and she was just completely disabled,
0: and unaware, deeply lacking in awareness. Self awareness is is not Dolly Sin's strong suit. In that she
1: has not won trophies and does not know which city is known as the city of indeed, Sin, and it's not the one she's indeed. From. <laughs> um,
0: so, are we ready to move on from the fruity tooties? So, I want to talk about. I want to talk about Jackie. Gigi and um heidi and how they did in the challenge that girl what did you think of their performance
2: i thought it was great i was very concerned for Gigi at the beginning of it because i like got that they were doing like the dead man like vacation what's the movie weekend at bernie's yep. yeah I, I get that it was a weekend at Bernie's moment, but I was like, Oh, she's like dead for this whole thing. And she was dead like a lot longer than I thought she was gonna be, but I thought it was good. like they all did really well with it. yeah. yeah
1: without the button of her being the only one living at the end, it wouldn't have worked, but as structured, it worked like gangbusters. Uh no, they had good rapport, their looks were similar they they, they looked like a sister act. My only complaint is everyone tries to act old by acting like they have some advanced palsy. And it never really works for me. Like, I get old people get the shakes. I appreciate that. But it never lands right for me. Like, there's there are better, and I can't believe I'm using this word here, more subtle ways of indicating age, even to comedic effect. It just, it's one of my pet peeves when someone decides to play old as if they are standing in a perpetual earthquake.
0: I think that this is drag and it's campy and I think that that's the way they're doing it for the physical comedy for Rue and it's over the top. I'm not saying it's the most effective. They're not managing to land dramatic realism with this choice, but I think it ultimately works.
2: Um yeah, no. I think they did a great job and especially Jackie who is the little like, you know, puppeteer. Yeah. And I thought Heidi did a good job of being,
0: like, I'm zany and, like, big. Um, And I thought, I was really impressed with how well Gigi was able to communicate physical comedy while being dead. And I also felt like Jackie, I felt like that group would be smart enough to know that Gigi would need to have a moment at the end where suddenly she was lively. And I thought that during it, like, they'll be smart enough to just not completely, like, throw her under the bus. And they did. I was very pleased with what they did. I that this was the first skit, and I've gotta say, I thought they did a really good job with a weird premise and it set the bar very high for the rest the remainder and I, I thought this was clearly the best group.
1: Yeah. I, I thought Heidi Heidi showed a lot of promise. She's like, you know, we all kinda knocked her for being the, you know, dumb
0: country queen. And I, I never I, I never I said a... that, nor would I have said that, just to be clear. Please continue. I, I I'm just saying the
1: world did. We did not like We all had various critiques of Heidi. Um, But she really... If nothing else, she showed an openness to learn. And if she has the arc of being the unpolished queen who absorbs information like a sponge, then she will do flamingly well on this show regardless of how far she goes. I agree. Uh, And uh, I'll also say they did the most with this premise because the premise is terrible. Um... You can't intentionally be bad and funny. Comedy comes from a Discord. There's a clash. And this, this was the closest it got to working for me because everywhere else, it's like, you can't have a show that looks for the worst things by its own admission. It's, it's my problem with Nailed It. Like, you literally invited people who by their own admission are bad cooks gave them insufficient time, insufficient tools, and insufficient information to create the thing, and then expect it to be funny that they made something wildly inadequate. It's like there's no the, the clash either has to come from I thought I was better than I was or, or like something has to happen there to make a to make a the the clash between expectation and reality to be funny. And like a show consciously looking for the dumbest thing And then they're dumb. It's like eh, it's not as funny to me. That being said, their Andrew's sister shtick came as close as this concept was going to for me.
0: I agree with that entirely. I thought this was a bad improv challenge to give the drag queens who are not necessarily all experienced in improv. Um, Which brings me to the uh, Sherry Pie, the Sherry Pie Britta and Aiden group. I fucking hated that premise. It was a terrible premise. And I did not enjoy watching it at all and I really struggled with are they doing well or aren't they? Obviously the show edited out edited out all talking heads from Sherry this episode which really stood out and I had no idea how I was supposed to interpret this and I was very thrown off when it was well received by the judges.
1: It It's a high degree of difficulty and it could have worked. I think there's a world in which it does work the two things that killed it were like, it, it's a classic improv game for like two people to try to make themselves speak the same words at the same time and give each other those clues and go with it and get a real kind of rhythm going. Adding the third person is one step too complicated. And poor Aiden, you could watch her eyes darting back and forth between the people in front of her and the people next to her because she was constantly trying to make sure she was on point with what they were doing. And it was really weird. It was also just so fucking slow in order to pull that off they had to talk like this and for five whole minutes that was torturous if it had a second level if it had somewhere to go then maybe it could have been something but as is i agree i was expecting them to get dragged for it and i the the absence of sherry's talking heads really if nothing else by the the end of the episode like we love this Who were you? Yeah, oh, you haven't been in this episode, totally, (laughs) totally. Yeah,
2: no, it was like, oh, she, oh, wait a minute, and then you, you, you just brought back to the fact of, oh, there's a reason that she won, and like we haven't heard from her all episode. Oh, okay, Yep. yep, yeah. Uh,
1: so who's next? Um, Widow. Who was it? It was
0: Widow, Crystal, and Nikki Doll. As the Girl Scout troop? (laughs) That girl, what did you think of this improv challenge? What was... The Girl Scout one? What did they do? They were Girl Scouts selling nut butter.
2: Oh, they were selling nut butter. I didn't understand it. Because I was like, what are they bad at? Are they bad at selling things? Like, they didn't really have a skill. They were selling things. (laughs) It just seemed so odd i was like this is an entirely different show like this is a shark tank parody in the middle of this like american idol america's got talent parody and i was like which actually
1: could have worked had they just done a shark tank parody yeah yeah, yeah. no
2: but i i was i was thoroughly confused during the entirety of it so i was i was like this is dumb it was like dumb. i just thought it was bad
0: it was dumb and i agreed with you my thought was this is a Shark Tank parody. And then I thought this challenge would make more sense if it was actually you're going to be like, sh- like we're doing a Shark Tank parody and you're going to be selling bad products to a panel to invest in. And you're going to make it funny as you're selling something that does not work or does not have a function. That's a great way to to take comedy out of the worst av and give them a lot more avenues to actually be funny while being bad, as opposed to just being bad improv performers and that being like, is this good that they're bad improv perform- performers? It wasn't... Like, I'm I'm loving this season. I thought this challenge was poorly thought out. Um, And I... To be honest, I feel like Crystal was... I thought they cast each other poorly. I thought Crystal was not at all yes-anding. She, like, didn't understand what she was supposed to do. She... She could have responded to Chara, yes, it's entirely organic, made of nuts, that yada yada. She was just like, no, no. Like, mouthfully to questions, which was honestly just inexcusable. Like, this is your platform to now make a joke in the moment, and you're failing to do that. Um, and then Nikki Dal was so silent, just waiting for the other two to carry her. And I, I agree with everything Carson ultimately said on the runway, that like you if you like go into je ne sais quoi moments where you're this like pretty french girl who's like how do you say like that's part of your charm you literally standing there silent and smiling you will drown you will absolutely drown um so that was my thought
1: and and having char having charo there really does drive it home we don't actually have to understand the words coming out of your mouth for a lot of comedy to land
2: totally I really, I really agreed with Ornace's comments the entire way through the Same! Round. Same!
0: Oh my god, they were so good!
2: <laughs> that was on, honestly uh, best
0: part of the challenge. Best part of the challenge.
2: If I, <laughs> yeah, the challenge as a whole, like, it's funny because I'm like looking back on it now after having watched it earlier in the day, and I'm just like, huh, that episode of Drag Race... Is it really a testament to how how much I'm liking this season already because this challenge was just awful and I still don't care. Like Yeah, you know, uh, I agree with you. I'm loving this season and
0: I'm loving these queens. I feel like these are amazing queens and the producers just gave them a uh, not even half baked challenge idea. Like they give yeah, half baked challenge ideas so it's bad. Like a bad idea.
2: Yeah, no, like, I, I'm thinking of, like, the Hamlet train wreck from season seven, and I'm like, well, they did horribly because they didn't prepare, and they were just being, like, idiots. These, this episode, I'm like, they did poorly because they were given total crap to work with. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. it's just, like, a fundamentally different type of train wreck, but equal in magnitude, honestly, for me. Even yeah. the winners, well, except for the Jackie group, every other group, I was just like, well, the winners group, I was just like, this is just not entertaining. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was the thing. Even for Jackie's group, which was the best, I'm never going to go back and rewatch it with, like, joy in my heart. <laughs> the way I will go back and watch, you know, some Snatch Games or, you know, maybe... um. Uh, the um, uh, the Empire parody with Bob with Bob and that, like, yeah, like there, there are skits that are so fucking amazing, they're worth the time. This, this was just like, who the hell was entertained No,
2: by no, I. Yeah, no, it's very much like, oh yeah, like you gotta see this moment from this week's challenge. Like that's never happening with anyone.
0: Yeah ever (laughs) completely that girl you really summarized it accurately with that comparison to season seven um i thought in the workroom after i felt like britta and sherry pie did not know what to make of how that went again because it was a stupid premise in the first place not because i mean they did what they could with a really shitty challenge and i felt like the two of them were very nervous they were on the chopping chopping block and so decided to attack the weakest link. Aiden, who i did not think was not trying as a leader to be collaborative nor failing as a like he he obviously was swimming with two big fish and he kept up pretty well and i thought it was shitty that the two of them kind of attacked him for that i felt like that was more about them being self-conscious than about anything that he did to let them down
2: yeah I, i i honestly was like well, I mean, if he's the weakest and he picked you too, he's obvious, like, I was more thinking, like, instead of, like, leader of a group, like, leader of a country, that I was like, if you're, like, if you know you're weak and you're just a shitty leader, you might as well surround yourself by greatness so that those people can elevate you. And I was like, no, he's... He's playing the game well. He's actually a very good leader to recognize his own weakness and compensate for it with two people that were highly competent.
1: Right, like when I'm team captain for a runway challenge and I can pick people, I'm getting like Naomi Smalls and Violet Tchotchke because they will do the things I cannot and reflecting in their light, I will look adequate, which is all I've ever wanted. Someone to tell me I was adequate. Yeah. slight caution to Aiden every time he used constructive criticism in air quotes I cringed a little on the inside there's a way to say you disagree there's a way to say they're wrong without appearing quite so condescending and given your age and relative inexperience condescending is what you really 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 want to stay away from because if nothing else I'll say it this way Heidi has created a little runway for herself to fuck up because of her willingness to learn, because of how much fucking fun she is, she can drop the ball a little, and we will cheat she to vein her right into next week. That is not the same for Aiden. If Aiden's gonna be that pissy, even if he's right, even even if the constru- even if the criticism was not accurate, the way he delivered that comment makes me go, "You're gonna have to develop a much thicker skin and a lot more water off of duck- various ducks' backs if you don't want to get tagged for being a snotty child."
0: Okay. I felt feel like the queens have been weirdly hard on him already, and I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I understand why he feels that way. I'm less inclined to blame him than to be like, hey, Sherry and Britty, Britta, not a good look. Not a look, good look, queens. Fair. And now a word from our sponsors.
1: Have you tried not- For those times when you feel like offering an opinion on the internet on a subject you only just learned about on Wikipedia, always remember, you could not. For those times when you feel like bombarding the mentions of an actor just trying to make a living because you're mad about something a writer, a totally different human being did, you could not. When you find yourself about to lecture a member of an historically oppressed minority about their life experience, all you have to do is just not. It's not, and it's available anytime, anywhere, and it's the perfect way not to show your entire ass to the entire internet all at once. Just remember that not every thought, opinion, or feeling you have needs to be fucking expressed the minute your fucking brain creates it, and you too can just not, not, because you shouldn't. And now back to the show. And we're back.
0: Um, so I'm not gonna go through every look. That girl, why don't you tell me which of these looks were you living for?
2: I... Loved Jans. I loved Jans. <laughs> I thought it was great. It was great. It was, v- yeah. No, it it gave me uh the one monster from the Nightmare Before Christmas, like the like terry cloth sack monster. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. I loved that look. I also really liked Rockham's Alice in Wonderland, like meets Rapunzel moment. I thought that was great. And uh, very
0: drag. I love how, like, I love that she's like, I'm bringing anime's ridiculousness to make this draggy campy. And I think she's doing it so well. I love that look, too. It was one of my favorites.
2: There were there were five to six people with just top-notch looks this runway. Like, at least a nine, if not a ten. So, I just really like this runway. Same.
1: No, I, I like to, I like Jan's look for itself, I think the bow on top feels tacked on to be responsive to the challenge. Because if nothing else, no voodoo doll I've ever seen depicted in any media has like a big bow on the head like a like a like a child's doll. So like without the bow, this feels like a beautiful counterpoint to Crystal's Freddy Krueger dress, but with it it feels like I have this great look, I'm going to stitch a bow on so it's technically responsive to the challenge. That I my only critique
2: I really liked the bow. I thought it was great. I thought it like reminded me of like Cynthia from Rugrats, like Angelica's <laughs> doll with the hair that triangles outward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was yeah. I was here for it. It gave me like weird Cynthia vibes. So, along with the voodoo, I was like, "Okay, I I thought the bow actually was of the best parts of the look all right i will i will agree on rockham's which i think did a great job of being
1: responsive to the challenge it a part of her aesthetic but not feeling like a retread like i think that's that dress is a great example of how rockham can serve herself in a way that is not just here's another dress untranslated out
0: of anime or manga so i, I really liked it on that level yeah no true um Ursula, what were you what were you living for?
1: I liked Gigi's uh melted button outfit. Like I normally I kind of hate the like I took a million tiny things and put them all together into one big thing. Aren't I creative? But something about the proportion and the color and the texture
0: um just worked for me. Oh, maybe it's the height of the boots. It was so structural, it was so editorial. I loved it. It looked like something out of like a pop Art inspired, like Louis Vuitton ad. It was stunning. I loved it. She even had like a lipstick that was just the right, here's red with a touch of orange that actually matches some of these buttons. Like it was perfection. Yeah, yeah. I liked
1: uh Jackie Cox's pearly's dress. Like, of I think course she... you did.
0: The era you were born.
1: Of course. Shocking, shocking. I know. Um, but I love. If nothing else, it's it's in it's clearly in Jackie's wheelhouse, but is not also uh persian middle-class housewife fleeing the revolution which is definitely a great aesthetic and i want to see a lot more looks from it but again this is another one of those where it's like it's a beautiful structural dress that looks great it's great drag and it's still responsive to the challenge it's so it's in her wheelhouse without being repetitive so i really appreciated that her makeup did look amazing uh, tonight as well. So that was one of my personal favorites. Yeah, no,
0: I agree. Um, I really liked Nikki Doll's look. I thought it was very fun. I liked the way that it was like this giant bow that was sewn with a needle through it. And I liked the button hair um, beret sort of nod. Um, also, I know we're not talking about her too much. Sherry Pie did do a great job on this runway. I thought it was a similar sort of inversion from what Jan did because it was like a creepy doll With an oversized bow. Um, And Chris... It
2: gave me, like, classic, like, Harajuku, like, vibes to it. It just seemed like an anime villain, like, doll that carried its own doll. That was essentially it. I loved it, and I'm so upset that I loved it so much. (laughs)
1: I think I would have liked it more if it weren't pink. And I can't decide if that's just because, especially looking at this group shot, there's so much pink on that side of the stage. Part of me thinks I would like it more if it were rendered in just literally any other color, but that might just be me.
2: No, the pink was everything too. It made it totally like evil killer doll. It really took me there. Like the pink was an essential part for me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It was phenomenal.
0: I thought she absolutely crushed this challenge. I do not feel bad acknowledging when Sherry Pie does well, even if I think Sherry Pie is a bad person. Like, it is a I. She did very well on this runway. Um, I also felt like Crystal Method's look and her makeup, the pink and uh, red, actually went together, and I feel like the judges are struggling with, we're trying to allow more space for spooky, campy Halloween queens and Broadway queens, and we're responding to this by... But we're still trying to like get Crystal Method to look a little more like a human being without saying what we normally would have said, which would have been something super dismissive and condescending to Dusty Ray Bottoms for having like dots on her face. Um, I felt like in this instance her makeup worked with the look, and they, I,
1: I agree. It it did work with this look. It did not work with her girls. I stomach. agree. That would have and been a more valid
0: criticism. Tr- they should have said that.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, like it does work here. That doesn't mean it works everywhere. Like, like in your Girl Scout look. I liked Heidi's a lot. Like it's, it's cute for the joke. I think it works. Like totally. It, her, her, her makeup was better. Uh, it was a cute little skirt. Like, I don't know. Yeah, this Heidi's look really did it for me. Is And it, it, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this where it's like, I don't quite know what her like primary aesthetic is. So I think she's, re- I think she's working hard to respond to the challenges and it all works. Like for some reason, this just tickles. I me.
0: agree. I agree. And I, I liked it and I think she sold it really well. Um, honestly, like I stand by what we said before, I am so excited for this season of drag race for a number of reasons, including it having a really stacked house of very talented Queens. I felt like this runway overall was extremely well done And I also feel like they're judging differently, so it's very hard for me to predict a lot, which I'm actually enjoying. I felt like the show had become so formulaic, and I feel like they're actually listening to our constructive criticism and, like, trying to embrace the spirit of drag a lot more. However, I do feel that Aiden Zane's runway was, like, an order of magnitude below everyone else, and she was just safe and i don't think that her perf i think that that runway merited at least a honey you got to do better than this conversation with with rue
2: it was very like so this is a this is a four or a three yeah and
0: that stage is full of like nines <laughs> these and tens. other
2: girls are doing nines and tens this is a four
0: yeah, I mean, it's a three I... for me. It's a three. And I feel like anybody else on there, like maybe Widow gets an eight. Um, I, I, like, I like Aiden. I'm glad that they're trying to keep her um, or like see value in her style of drag. I do feel like this was not up to snuff and that conversation should have happened.
1: Yeah, I I was not a fan of Dahlia's. It, it was... Maybe if the ears were rendered in a bolder contrasting color or they looked less like someone crinkled up tinfoil, I would like it more. But as is, it's just, it. it's a little, like it's, it, maybe that shade of purple is too close to her skin tone or something. But it just looks like kind of like a, like a pastel smear on my screen. And she's almost like in this photo, literally fading into the background.
2: Okay. I actually really like that look. I did I too. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like fantastic i didn't think it had a strong perspective but i thought it was beautiful
0: same i actually think Mm -hmm. the color choices pair really well together and look good with her complexion and i don't think i agree with you i don't think it had like a really unique or specific perspective but i do feel like it met the challenge and i think it suited her and her coloring um I, I will give you this. I think on this stage of mostly 9s and 10s, it's an 8 or a 9, but I also feel like that's not bad. Um, so, the winner. Sherry Pie gets no edit, but won the, the episode. What did you guys think of that? I'll say right now, I thought Jackie, Jackie Cox should have won. We obviously got no talking heads from Sherry
2: Pie, so I don't really know. But that was my take. What did you guys think? Agreed. I was very shocked that... Like, put it this way, even if we had some great Talking Heads moments from her, I'm still shocked she won. Like, because I thought Jackie was just so many leagues ahead of everyone else this week. And ultimately, she had the funniest skit. Those three people talking at the same time, no matter how good she did individually at, like, giving face or whatever and standing out, it wasn't as good of a skit like not even close so i'm just very shocked that the someone from the three sisters group didn't win yeah like they deserve the win like they they deserve to bring home the win for their team even if it like whoever got it doesn't matter i
0: i agree i feel like they suddenly decided this season they're going to like give broadway queen queens their props and like campy queens their props and like I'm sorry, like if there, if you need any proof that karma does not exist, it's Cherry Pie getting what Pandora Box should have gotten a decade ago. Like I was not pleased <laughs> to see Ooh. this.
1: every every clause in that sentence hurt. I, I need a minute. and it's <laughs> not wrong.
0: It's not wrong. Um, so I was I was surprised by that and I felt like like Jackie did a little improv 101 class with her two inexperienced improv improvising teammates and got them to a place where they could all do a really good job. And they did. And they all, and like they contributed meaningfully and Jackie carried it. To me, it was just like Jackie Cox won this challenge. I'll give you that Sherry's runway was better, but Jackie Cox won this challenge.
1: Yeah. I, and while we're on the subject, they did a little, you know, title card this time that, uh, They donated $5,000 to the Trevor Project. I mean, I understand corporations are soulless monsters who are slowly destroying the basic fabric of our society, but as far as corporate responses go, VH1s has been, and I'm saying this on, you know, March 14th, the year of our Lord, 2020, so they could fuck it up real bad after this. I'm kind of okay like solid b plus a minus work on getting in front of the scandal um like you know they 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 clearly re-edited the episode to give the give uh sherry less screen time the donation was an unasked for touch like it it feels like they're in front of the problem rather than chasing social media outcry about the problem and i'm lightly impressed by that
0: Okay. I mean, I mean, progress is progress. I don't expect anything more than this. Like I am I appreciate it. I agree with your take on it. I am not thinking and they if they wanted to really be responsible, they would just toss this entire thing in the garbage. I think they're editing Sherry to be less of a prominent character and I think they will end up with a weird edit as a result of that, but fortunately, it's a stacked season. Where we have plenty of other people we'll want to care about, even if Sherry gets a few wins that feel arbitrary. I I don't know, for me, there's not like a well you guys can also be doing this.
1: No, I, I agree, yeah.
0: Okay. And then what did you guys think of the bottom two choices?
2: I thought they were well earned. Same. Like they were both the least compelling people in the in the challenge by yep. far.
1: I debate if I think so I agree definitely on Dahlia. My only counter argument on Nikki is that Nikki's runway was so amazing that it would what be what would keep her safe over Crystal. I agree. It's not a hill I'll die, It's not a hill I'll die on, but and I'll say, like, I think that there were a clear I definitely hard agree on the bottom three. The bottom three were the correct bottom Same. three. I think the bottomist was definitely. Uh, Dahlia, and she is correctly lip-syncing, and then I-, I would... It's one of those, I think, Reasonable Minds could differ on the other two. Yeah. I'm curious it's... to see Crystal's lip-sync.
2: Like, I-, I wonder what that performance looks like. Yeah, I bet it's actually really good. That's what I'm yeah. thinking.
0: I bet when it's a song she loves, she slays, and I think if it's some random 90s R&B song that she's barely listened to, she's not gonna do well. But I bet... Anything that she loves, she can kill. That is my guess.
1: Yeah, and for the lip sync itself, I was I was kind of I was lukewarm on everything. Nothing wowed me. Nothing. Nothing was terrible. I think Dahlia lost the lyrics a little bit, at least in the edit. Uh, and both of them taking off their hu- their headpieces for pussycat wigs was like, well, I guess that's that's the reveal today. Um, <laughs> but nothing was terrible nothing was awe-inspiring it was a solid bb minus lip sync guys
2: i agree i i thought dahlia was going to do better and i was shocked that she didn't do better because i was like aja can lip sync not that i think she's a competent like drag mother but i was like aja can lip sync i assume dahlia could at least lip sync and then when she just like gave a whole lot of nothing I was shocked by that. And then I was also shocked that Nikki Doll gave as much as she did. Because she was giving me posing. She was giving me modeling. She gave you a few little moves. I She did better than I thought
0: she would. I feel like this is the type of song that would be popular in France. So I,
2: I wasn't surprised that she knew Oh, definitely. <laughs> so. I wasn't surprised she knew it. I was surprised she could move so well to it. Oh, okay. Like, I couldn't have done what she did today. Okay. Like, so... I thought it was good. Like, she clearly knew what she was doing. It was way better than a Miss Fame lip sync. I'll give you that. So I-, I also felt like Dahlia was inevitably the right
0: person to send home because she didn't even understand the criticism she was receiving. Like, she- she's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I
2: loved her. I loved her responses during the critique because they were just like, do you do you understand what we're saying to you? And the answer was no. (laughs) That amused
0: me, actually. Yeah, gay men love a messy dumb slut. They really do. I think that's what they're losing, sending Dahlia home. By the way, I love that this type of drag queen, this type of, like, gay character has no value for Ursula, so she is just, like, rolling her entire face while we're having this conversation. Uh.
1: Hey, I showed personal growth by recognizing Gigi's humanity, and I'm tapped out. The tank is empty. I'm impressed.
0: <laughs> good for you. Good for you. I feel like Dahlia could have given them a few adore-like moments before they sent her home, but also she was the one that I was least impressed with, so I'm... Admittedly, I am a little, like, good, because I was never going to find that charming.
1: I did like... I, I like that she stomped off the runway, but then dialed it back for the interview. I'm like, oh, bitch knows. She knows. Yeah, yeah. no, it was
2: so I threw a little temper, like temper tantrum or whatever, and it, like it was funny because I was like, "Oh, they're really making a thing out of the fact that she just walked away," and I didn't realize that she walked away without them actually like saying goodbye to her, like she did it before that. But then, yeah, uh, yeah. Then that became apparent. And I was like, "Oh, bitch, look at you." Yeah,
1: like, and then she she took a moment, and you know realize well i better give something i better i better dial it back a little
0: or you know she'll get roasted (laughs) on social media all right so that concludes the episode overall i'm still very excited for this season and this like stacked collection of queens this was a terrible challenge i hope the producers make some better choices um and this is an oversight but i'm just i'm very excited for this season still i'm having a blast and i love That it can't be formulaic and I can't call anything.
2: What about you two? I like that I don't know who's gonna go home. Like, I had a feeling Dahlia was gonna be first. But outside of that, now I'm like, the filler queens are already gone. Except for maybe like, okay, there might be like one or two more. But still.
0: Yeah, infamously, you are exceedingly good at watching the first three seconds of this show and being like, this person's going home. And it's, like, uncanny. You are a cancer who is, like, practically clairvoyant. Um, And so I love to hear that you are like, I really don't know either. Um, Dahlia's who I called going home first, but also that was a guess and probably slightly influenced by the fact that I didn't really like her. I would not say that I felt any certainty about any of that at all. Um, And I'm loving that. Like, I love that I can't call it.
1: Yeah, I, I was wondering if Aiden might pull like a like a gothy Ken doll Kendall, where it was like you know she was just too weird and couldn't land the plane uh, to stay. Uh, I gotta say the 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 split really benefited. I think the split did more for this season than it did for season six when they tried it the first time. Oh, I yeah. really did get a sense that I like like even Dolly, where it's like okay, I'm comparing you to legends. And a very strong set of queens. This is one of those, I think Dahlia coming in in season three or four would be a contender for for the crown. Because of just how much more polished and thorough, not just the looks, but every single... You now need to have like an MFA from the Juilliard. You have to have a a, a fashion degree from, I don't know, something French. You, you like, Parsons. It, we know, we, it used to be, yeah, you, you literally used to just have to look fishy and and not even reasonably that all the time and now it's like your looks have to be amazing your makeup has to stand up to hd you have to be a gifted comedian and public speaker uh it's the bench has gotten much deeper uh so it's maybe i have been a little unfair look at all this growth i'm showing maybe i've been a little unfair to dahlia in a normal season in in a in a season that only has one digit in it i think dolly would look much better next to her competition There are some very strong queens this season, so it's one of those by comparison. Someone's got to go home first, even if they're like the worst thing you can say about Dahlia is she's a competent look queen.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that's accurate. She is a competent look queen. She's a skilled look queen that didn't have a whole lot going on besides, but she would that would have gotten you to top six in many a season. Yeah, yeah, so. So, so, so there.
1: There's my grudging recognition of Dolly uh, since <laughs> talents. There. Happy? Are
0: you happy? I'm Finally. very pleased um, with you. I'm super impressed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remain excited about this season. Uh, I'm... In the end, happy that they are re-editing the episodes to remove her talking heads because it is like every time she comes on screen with focus, there's this momentary like, like it, the needle scratch gets shorter, but it's still there. It's like a, oh right, she's here. So minimizing the number of times I have to be like, oh right, she's here, is to the episode's benefit, even if it makes for a slightly clunky narrative uh, for the time she does well.
0: Okay, I, I get that. I think I'm having a little easier time than I think a lot of people uh, compartmentalizing. Like, I'm not crazy about cherry pie, obviously. But I think I'm not like going down a wormhole of like, reflecting on what she did and being upset. I'm cognizant of it. But I'm like, I'm watching the show. We know I think it's not. I think it's not triggering to me as much as I'm getting the impression it is for a lot of the audience. Say Levy. With that, again, we're very excited for this season. I have nothing else to add. That girl, do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners before we say
2: goodbye? No, I'm good. Have a good one. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being here. We love to chat about the show with you. You are so funny and such a vibrant lover of Drag Race. Okay. Oh, hey. hey. All right. So I've been Conde Nasty. I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch. Bye. Bye.